Today's episode of MBSing is sponsored by Lodge Management Group. Wings and beer, almost as good as podcasts. That's why Chicago's Summer Wing Fest wants to give listeners a free t-shirt when they buy tickets with the offer code PODCAST, available at wingfest.net. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Tyler Patterson, a writer and musician and fellow member of this here Chicago comedy community. Um, he rounds out uh, the trio, the Shaktis. Go back and revisit episodes from Tim Dunn and Sarah Shockey if you want to hear those guys. Uh, but now he is really close to becoming a published author, so we talk about that a good bit. Um, and it ties into his theme of ghosts and, uh, the other paranormal, if you will. Um, this was so freaking interesting. Uh, he knows so much about this and I am such a scaredy cat about all of the above, which I express, um, in this. I don't think I'm necessarily specifically afraid of ghosts as much as I don't enjoy the idea of being scared. So I don't watch horror movies. I don't read about this stuff. Um, so it just intrigues him in a completely different way than it does me. Um, so this was really, really interesting and, um, a lot of like new material in here for me. Um, one of the funniest things I thought he said was that he wants to become the Gordon Ramsay of ghost hunting shows. That is just such a fun concept to me. And so, uh, like just telling about how interested he is in all this stuff, um, in such a academic and fun and um, weird dream writery way. So this was really cool and unique. Uh, I hope you guys dig it. Uh, quick plug or two. I was on uh, John Pernasek and Brandon Shockney's podcast, How Rude, this week. Um, so check that out if you want to see hear our thoughts on an old episode of uh, Full House. Because they are... Taking that puppy down episode by episode. And uh, Godspeed, boys, because that show is bad. Uh, <laughs> we talked a lot about uh, fun other things that weren't Full House um, as well. So check that out. That's on iTunes and their website that's called How Rude. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to another podcast in the Chicago Podcast Co-op called Cinema Jaw. It's a film podcast where Matt Kay and Ryan the Movie Guy, along with Elias Rodriguez, talk to authors, musicians, technologists, and any interesting people about their take on the movies. Uh, I specifically wanted to shout these guys out this week because uh, they both played, or the hosts played in um, a competition that Peaches and Hot Sauce did called uh, uh, previous previews, you can find that on the Peaches and Hot Sauce website as well, um, from a month or so ago, I'll link these in the notes, and, uh, they're both super down on their movie trivia, they both did really well in the competition, um, so, they know their stuff, check them out, if you like movie podcasts, um, check out the other shows on the Chicago Podcast Co-op website as well, 
It's just that dot cam. Chicago Podcast Co-op dot cam. I don't think I have too much else. Thursdays, Fishbowl, Annoyance Theater, 9.30. Um, that just is going to keep getting mentioned. I think that's it. Enjoy this up. Tyler's great. Um, I have still been kind of creeped out when I thought about some of these stories. Thank I'm you for really having excited. me. <laughs> I just want to message you. I had I had a few drinks. Just like, oh, really? That's so funny. I, I think I would be good on this podcast. <laughs> I, just I love that. Liquid cards to be just like, I'm going to message you and be like, hey. That's so sweet. Put me on your show. Closed mouth won't get fed. <laughs> That's so sweet. Then when you messaged me back, I was like, oh, God, I did that. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did do that. I've totally done that in reverse, where (laughs) I've asked someone to do it, who I've been, like, for one reason or another, apprehensive about asking to do it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know who would be good on this, (laughs) blah, blah. And then, like, they're like, oh, my God, I would love to do that. And I'm like, oh, now I actually have to, like, work up the courage to talk to this person for x amount of time <laughs> i appreciate that so much i love that that's what that was the situation because you even were like um you know if you just ever wanted i don't know just throw on the sound just there. throw on the sound there. just imagine just a few drink tyler just be like just saying <laughs> i think it'd be fun just saying you know yeah. you probably are both but <laughs> i love that i'm so my my booking uh habits are sporadic (laughs) but I am I got three weeks ahead recently Mm -hmm. so I like took a a week or two off and I was like I am bound and determined to not make it so that I'm like recording the podcast the day before I need to put it up (laughs) so this will go up next week (laughs) (laughs) I did it it goes up in August (laughs) (laughs) it happened at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is your fox shirt so I didn't realize what I was buying when I bought it. It was just on sale, and I was like, oh, this looks like a cool, like, fox shirt. It but is it's cool. like, I think it's a wolf on top of a skull. Yes. And that's really cool. <laughs> it's, I was like, that's why I asked. I'm wondering if it had any other, like, origin. No, but I was like, this is badass. Like, I've been thinking about it all day. I was like, if I clean this up a little bit, this would make a really cool tattoo. Absolutely it would. And I, I was lo- like, so I'm, I'm a like, big wolf person, so I, am, I was like, so, yeah. Like a wolf Curious. sitting on top of a skull with like the paws like coming down and make the jaw. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sit down with as though it devoured ashes. a person. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about the and it had it like right there or like that would look here awesome. Or I think they'd be pretty sweet. Like, I'm into it. Well, right now you have the compass rose. I, I just do. noticed. I have this one. I have uh, a big one on my leg right here. Ooh, kind of hard to see. Kind of ghosty. Kind of ghosty. And then I have uh, one on top of my right foot there. It's a hibiscus flower. Nice. Because I grew up surfing on the East Coast. That is so. awesome. <laughs> where on the East Coast? Um, from right outside of Boston, from North Andover is where my mom lives. My dad lives in Maine, in okay. southern Maine, about 20 minutes south of Portland. Uh, we have a family-like beach house up there that my grandfather got uh, during World War II when beach property was considered, like, a danger zone. Because if we got attacked... <laughs> Beachfront property would get hit first. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, like, yeah. back in the day, yeah. they were like, 
we'll sell this dirt cheap. And my grandfather was like, deal. Take it. Yeah, it's been the family ever since. It's right on the water in a small <laughs> That's community. That's crazy. It's, it's been the family for generations. You know, cozy little. What, the kind of place where people like dream of retiring, I bet. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, but also would be a great place for like a vacation. Yeah, place. yeah. So That's it's, awesome. That's where my dad is. And so I spent all my summers there just uh, What's on the beach and surfing. And, uh, main surfing like. It's surprisingly good. Most, really? And that's what's crazy is that most people don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't think. So the waters are usually, like, empty. But because it faces, you know, the ocean straight on, sometimes you get these little coves, and, and uh, especially during August and late July when it's hurricane season, it just pushes in these beautiful swells. That's awesome. And no one's in the water. Or like, you know, like, the you know, the group of, like, 10 or 15 people, like, in the area that surf, and they all kind of show up at the same spot. Like, what's up, man? Like, That's yeah. so fun. And they have this own little community of just happy surfer dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I remember being, I was at Venice in February. I was in, like, California for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, wall to wall, you know? Like, yep. it was, like, all the same people trying to catch the same catch waves. The same waves. And that's a bummer. Yeah, I can't imagine how what a difference that would make. It is, yeah. <laughs> the only thing you kind of have to fight against is you see there's like a lot of uh, like people come and rent in that area for one week at a time. So uh-huh. a lot of times they'll have kids that are like 14, 15 years old that will see us surfing uh, that will want to try it. Sure, but they won't have the guts to come up and be like, "Hey, like, can I try your surfboard?" Like we'd obviously be like, "Of course, like, yeah. yeah, come here, like I'll show you how to do it the right way." Of course. Um, but they'll go on the rent a surfboard and just try oh, and join us. No. And that gets scary because if we're, you know, bombing down the side of the wave and they can't get out of the way, that surfboard could hit them or like, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's like, it's kind of, and sometimes they're from Canada, so they don't speak English very well. They're just, just French. <laughs> no, and just no. like, you're like, like move. And they're just like, oh, I don't oh, want to say. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. When I've never been that far up um, in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I've always, like, wanted to. It seems like that and the Northwest have, like, similar properties in the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in the Northwest recently. I was in um, Portland visiting some friends. And it was, it was, like, it was strikingly similar to New England, but it, it was also, like, distinctly not New England. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it, but, like, <laughs> yeah. beautiful, like, forests and trees. Uh-huh. Quaint little towns, but they were so different and so the same. Uh, it's, it was That's crazy. Funny. Yeah. Uh, well, my guest today is Tyler Patterson. <laughs> He's going to be talking to me about his love of ghosts. Ghosts and the paranormal. Do you think that, well, I was going to ask, do you think it came from like where you grew up, that interest? I've, I've thought a lot about this, and I do think that plays a big role, because mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in New England, uh, and I grew up right near Salem, Massachusetts. And of so I grew course. up... Uh, you know, Halloween is huge there. Uh-huh. And I was born in October, too. I've seen so. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a Like, that's kind of what it's like. And so... That's kind of amazing. It didn't... It took me years to realize, like, oh, the rest of the country's not like this. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, and I, we grew up learning that witchcraft was a real thing. We grew up learning that ghosts and goblins were real things. And, like... As kids, you, the teacher like, says it. So I was going to say in school, yeah, in school, like your parents do, mm-hmm. or I mean, for the most part, like I, I don't know if they thought they were playing along, right? Or if they were just like, it's, it's whatever. Like sure. they'll grow out of it, like a Santa Claus thing. But it was, you know, parents be lying about all kinds. They, of things. they do. <laughs> but as a kid, I believed everything because I have no reason not to trust an adult. Uh-huh. You know? Sure. Yeah. Why yeah. would you? Yeah. Why would I be like, yeah, you're lying? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, learning about all this folklore and about the Salem witch trials, you know, a lot of stuff we probably kids shouldn't be learning about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember reading The Crucible in, like, eighth grade, I want to say, and uh, and being like, these people are crazy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they get real up in arms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like some of those stories are just nutty. Uh, like people being tortured to death just by being a, you, all it took was you, like someone saying I accuse you of being a witch and they will just go to town on yeah. you put like rocks on your chest until you confess yeah uh, more they'll drown weight. you yeah more weight <laughs> exactly the quote um, and I'll like add to that like looking back now like teenage girls and their hormones like teenage boys and their hormones like the love triangles going on and, uh, sure you know, oh, sure, like yeah. manipulation that just happens. It's like, anything, know, it's like high school, but not high school. Any revenge any, oh, was yeah. just like, oh, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, so spoiled like, kids just be like, witch, and like, the cops would be like, get them. That is so, uh, so upsetting. I mean, yeah, it is, it is. And and it's funny, because like, to this day, I still, like last year for my birthday, I was in New England, and my mom decided Did that... Did you say your birthday was around Halloween? Yeah, too? it was in okay. October. Yeah. yeah, so I was there over uh, Columbus Day weekend. And my mom decided that she wanted to get me something unique for my birthday. <laughs> uh, she didn't want to just buy me something. Well, I kind of asked her not to buy me something. Okay. Um, she said, well, what if I got you a psychic reading by Bonafide Salem Witch <laughs> in Salem? And I was like, yes, yes please. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and it's this woman who was ranked number one on TripAdvisor and all that stuff. And it was, it was hilarious. She had done a reading for Katy Perry like two days before. <laughs> So um, did she like tell you about it? When she you got did, there? and this thing is like when I got in, I'm I'm very because I've done so much reading on like psychics and tarot cards and like all this stuff this that I try and give them as little as possible to go off of and sure. make them tell me, sure, as opposed to me filling in the blanks. Like, yeah, you, cold readings. I feel like you would have to, yeah, to to try to gauge the uh-huh. like veracity of any of it. So yeah, so the second I sit down, she's like, "Let me see your hands," and like give her my hands. She goes, "You have an artist's hands." And immediately in my head, I'm just like, well, of course, my hands aren't, like, rough and callous. Like, I probably don't work with my hands very often. Like, that's probably an easy assumption to make. I could have got there, too. Sure. But then she said, I think you're a writer and musician. Like, right off the bat. And I was like, whoa. Okay. You might be legit. Wow. Um, And And then, like, like, I mean, to say those two things specifically. Specifically. That are the things that you would consider yourself, I would assume. exactly. Yeah. That is pretty pretty far out. Yeah. And, um... You know, for the first, because it was like a half hour reading, for the first maybe like eight minutes, she was just kind of hitting on me and like talking about herself <laughs> and how she used to be this burlesque dancer that all these guys Shut wanted to date. Up. I was just like, that's great. I don't, I'm not this is here for that though. Not <laughs> what I'm looking for. You know, for. you're almost 100 years old. Like, <laughs> um, <gasps> for she was like this old, yeah, old. Her, oh, she had the funniest, it was something <laughs> like it was like, uh, Miss Busty or something like that. Oh my god. I do feel like there's something after you get past a certain age that you just have no like... um, No filter. Yeah. No. (laughs) There's like, well, this guy's attractive. And like, old men are like, I mean, that's there's a whole stigma surrounding like creepy old men because they just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, and it's like women that are the same kind of thing. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I used to go visit my grandmother and like her lady friends in the home would just be just like pinching me and like... Like, I, yeah, I, I'm. 
Okay. I guess, man. Um, More power to you guys. Yeah, but it was really funny because she had she had like five little Chihuahua dogs just asleep in the room too. Stop. She had these like skull candles burning and like you know ancient sage spices. Did it look cool or did it look kitschy? Uh, it was probably the perfect blend. Like, okay. If, if I didn't know any better, like if I just walked in blind and knew nothing about this stuff, I would have been pretty impressed. Okay, cool. I think because I do know so much about this, I knew kind of the tricks that she was pulling. Sure. Uh, and things about like cold reading people and stuff like, like things that I would not give her. And I think yeah. she picked up on that on me too and was like, all right, this guy's not messing He knows what either. he's doing, yeah. And so she tried different, she tried to get into my head like in different ways uh-huh. to see like what my tells were. Uh huh. Um, That's so funny. You know, and she uh, she was, like, drinking, like, a Dunkin' Donuts, like, iced coffee <laughs> half the time. And I was like, I, I think at one point I made a crack. I was just like, oh, yeah, the spirits talk to you. They're powered by Dunkin', too. And she was like, oh, funny, funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, like, the thing, the crazy thing was, like, when she was on, she was right on. Like, right on the money. Yeah. Like, in, like, such a specific way, because that was right when I got hired to write, like, the romance novels. And uh-huh. the very first one I put out was about three witches from Salem. Oh, who would use shit. their charms to seduce, seduce of like... Of course, because it's like, guys, right, yeah. what you know, man. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I told no one in my family about that because I just kind of wanted to see what would happen before, if anything ever happened, like if I got signed up for another oh, one. Oh, sure, like, yeah. yeah. And it's of also course. like, I'm writing, like, dirty... It's a weird thing to <laughs> yeah. tell your family about. Especially because it's under a pseudonym. Right. Uh, which I actually am not allowed to say. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure... Yeah, yeah. What the um, where the line was drawn on that? I can I can talk about the titles. Which right, is weird, but that's really funny. Uh, um, so the first series was called Spellbound mm-hmm. about uh, witches in Salem. I remember seeing all the, oh yeah like things on the Facebook page it's, and stuff. Yeah, like my friend so and so wrote this book. Check yeah. it out. Like it's free this week. <laughs> my friend from college. Uh-huh. Um. So you wrote the first one. I wrote the first one, and she called that out immediately. She said, I feel like you've written something recently about Salem specifically. That's And then she went on to say, and I feel like you don't want to tell your mom about it. And I was like, that is true. Wow. And she said, "What?" she's like, I'm curious now, what is it? And I told her, and she goes, yeah, that makes sense. That's so crazy. And I had said nothing... To like give away that, I had, yeah. Like, and your mom didn't have any kind. My of, mom like, had no. She all the only thing she did was book the appointment. Wow. And she knew that I was there with my mom because like my mom booked it, so she saw like Karen and then Tyler. She was like, oh, I kind and of even put the like together. you, your name wouldn't have even been like associated with it that. Would not have been associated at all. At all. That um, is crazy. It is crazy, and uh, things that um, there were other like specific things that she called out that was a little bit like jarring to be like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, but, like, those were far and few between. And the uh, other times, she'd make me fill in the blanks, and she'd sure. do this trick a lot, where she'd go, um, who in your family is sick right now? Right. And I'd be like, no one. No one in my family is sick. She's like, I feel like someone in your family, she goes, who has diabetes? Oh. I'm like, oh, the most common yeah. like, ailment on Yeah, Earth. like, my brother has diabetes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We all know someone with diabetes. Yeah. And so I was just like... My uncle has diabetes, and she goes, "Oh yeah, 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 I thought so." Oh uh, yeah, like, ah, come no, 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 yeah. Oh, who had a heart attack in your family's yeah. history? Like, come <laughs> on, like, <laughs> I okay. thought so. <laughs> yeah, and she'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I thought so," or she'd be like, or she'd say like, "Yeah, yeah, I felt that, I felt that." <laughs> Shut up. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I had to tell you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, so it was stuff like that that was really funny. That's crazy. Um, 
but she did. Uh, she called out stuff like because I've I've had. I've had nightmares since I was a child. Like, I've never had an actual dream. Wow. And the way that people describe dreams. Um, All of yours immediately, like, scary. They're scary. And on emotional levels, on uh, just terrifying, like, scary movie levels, <laughs> on, like, I'm witnessing people, like, being murdered. Like, How level, often? Like, every night. Every That's night. awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I didn't, and again, I didn't know this was a weird thing. Sure. Until, like, high school when an English teacher was talking about, like, let's write down our dreams and have a dream journal and stuff like that. I was like, oh. okay. And then people were just like, I had a dream that I was, like, swimming in a lake. And I was like, what? <laughs> and another person was just like, yeah, I had a dream that I was, like, with the, my down boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And, and, like, we were kissing in the park and it was beautiful. And I was like, hold, oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, wait a fucking minute. Where are all the I was like, where's ghosties? all, like, yeah, where, where's the people whose eyes are getting burned out of their face? And, like, where's the people, like, I'm at a funeral who are raising from the dead and looking at me being like, you did this to me. And, like, you guys don't have those? And uh, they were like, no. <laughs> uh, and I remember I went home and I was like, Mom, I think I have a problem with sleeping. Yeah. And uh, my mom, being who she is, she's a fourth grade teacher, but is very into, like, new agey sure. things. Sure. Was like, well, here's what we should do, Tyler, is you should walk barefoot in the sand to release all that negative energy around. <laughs> and I say, can I just see a doctor? <laughs> 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 and she was like, and then this past Christmas, she was like, have your sleeping problems gotten any better? Because now, like, I have seen a doctor now that I'm right. on my own and have insurance. Right. And I get, like, prescribed sleeping medication. Do you have, like, night terrors? Have you ever had I don't like have that? night terrors, but, like, sleep issues definitely run in my family because my sister will straight up, like, talk in her sleep, like, in really creepy ways where it sounds like she's having a conversation with someone because she'll answer intelligently. It's not just that the dream sleep of like, oh, the trees and I see the full house. Right, 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 right. She's like legitimately She has like, one side of a full conversation. Yeah, she's, yeah. And it's just like, I'll wake up, uh, especially if we're in the summer house in Maine where we're sleeping in the same room. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, Jess, are you okay? And she'll like, she'll have a just blank look in her eyes and she'll just be talking to someone. And it's real creepy. Uh, and I'll try and like talk her out of it and like the, calm tones be like yeah. okay just go back to bed just go back to bed and she will um but I've yeah I've always had nightmares my mom would say that when I was a little kid like I'd be screaming and stuff and she'd come in like wake me up and I'd just I'd be back to normal the That's second so I woke scary. up scary yeah it's and it's, it's I'm nuts. such a wimp like I don't even like <laughs> scary movies like oh. I don't I don't enjoy the sensation of being scared mm -hmm. where some people I think it's like the, a thrill mm -hmm. and like seek out you know horror films and things like that um or you know novels yeah. uh i just don't like there's certain i love roller coasters but i don't like rides <laughs> that just like take you straight up and down mm -hmm. so i don't go on them like <laughs> exactly. i just like avoid them yeah <laughs> uh. so this is like very foreign territory for me like that it's, sounds it's, yeah. awful it's, to me there're days like there're days that i wake up in a very, very specific type of pain where it's, it's like, part physical and part emotional. Oh, because the God. things I've seen in my dream are, like, are... It's, like, living through a grief period. Like, someone has died. Yeah. That I loved. And I'm mourning them. But does knowing they're still alive. and then have, But having the same effect on my body. Ugh. And it's so it really does happen with things that, like, in your personal life? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That is awful. Like, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, I had a dream, um... 
and my sister Jessica, if you're ever listening to this, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I had a dream <laughs> in college where you were diagnosed with uh, with this illness, and she was going to die in, like, two weeks. And the doctor said, you can tell her or not tell her. And I, in the dream, I chose to not tell her so she could live out the rest of her life in, like, happiness without sure. that fear of death. But my dad and I had to then carry that burden with us for the rest of the dream. And she was talking about, like, I remember in the dream, we were at dinner, and she was talking about how she wanted to go to Greece and all right. this stuff in the back of our heads. Being like, that's not going to happen, but just pretending like it was God, going to. God, that is, like, psychological. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like the vividness of each dream is, like, very specific detail, that's very specific. crazy. Um, I can never, I feel like it's very rare for me to be able to remember details of dreams. Yeah, really. Like, yes. that's, that's always, that's so like foreign to me yeah it's like I remember all my dreams they're very very. and you say you dream like almost every night mm-hmm. man I, I originally uh, was taking the sleep medication that would just knock me out for sure. eight hours but then I started having nightmares that I couldn't wake up from yeah and the doctor was like yeah we're gonna pull you off that yeah that's so sounds have, dangerous yeah now I have uh, I take like basically like tranquilizers to relax my <laughs> Excuse me, to relax my body so I can, like, get through the night. That's crazy. Um, so that your dreams don't wake you up. Yeah, so they don't wake me up. Or, wow. like, it'll relax me enough that if I do have a nightmare, my body starts to tense, like, I won't, like, hurt myself. Which wow. has been known to happen. Like, people that have, like, similar ailments can, like, smash their head into the yeah. wall. Or, like, their elbow. Or, like, if there's, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. I was going like, to say, if you're sleeping someone, yeah, um, yeah. I've had girlfriends who have, like, been really freaked out by the nightmares I've had that I have... No idea that it's happening at the time. If they wake me up, they'll be like, you're right. shaking, you're shivering, and you're sweating. And I'm like, what, really? <laughs> That's so scary. Uh, yeah. Um, and, I, and, like, I've done a lot of study on, like, sleep stuff. I've done a lot of study on, especially, like, the paranormal realm. And, like, yeah, like, I would think things. that even just that would make uh-huh. you, like, read into all of this. Everything. Like, yeah. I, I consider myself a very open-minded person. And, like... To a degree. Like, mm-hmm. if someone says, like, the earth is flat, I'm like, well, let's, <laughs> let's like, let's be real about this. And sure. I, and I feel like that's where a lot of, like, since I've always had a problem with nightmares, people are just like, well, are you getting enough exercise? Are you eating right? Sure. And all this stuff. Like, I've heard everything. Sure. And nothing, everyone thinks they're, like, everyone a thinks sleep they have the expert. Answer. Yeah. yeah. My dad's always like, do you have, you getting enough exercise? I'm like, yes, like, I'm getting enough exercise. <laughs> like, what about your diet? I'm just like, I eat fresh fruits and fresh veggies, like, every day. And, like, lean protein stuff. It's not that. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so I know it's not, like, a, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And uh, and people are just like, well, it's you, you love scary movies and stuff. Like, it's probably that. I was like, this has been going on way before any of that yeah. has happened. Uh, and so I, like, I started reading a lot about the mind and about sleeping habits and stuff like that. And uh, I, I started to wonder if I was maybe predisposed to a lot of this stuff because my family <clears throat> does have a history of, like, weird sleep issues. Uh-huh. Um... And a lot of them do have to do with, like, the idea of the supernatural, the paranormal. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm kind of semi-working on a nonfiction book right now called My Haunted History. Cool. Which documents, because on both sides of my family, there's been every single person, including, like, the youngest, like, second cousin, has experienced something that really? we cannot explain. Yeah. Um, things like, uh, uh, the most recent one was my cousin Meredith has a, a daughter named Ellie. And uh, Meredith had, my dad's side of the family is from Scotland originally, like Scotland and uh, Prince Edward Island, Canada. But uh, Meredith had a picture of a Scottish castle as her back background, like screen on her computer. And Ellie walked up to him and said, "Oh, I used to live there." No. And yeah, and Meredith 
you know. Was like, was like okay, right, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes, oh, really? Like, where, where, where is that? She goes, that's in Scotland. And Meredith kind of gave this look, and she said, what did you do there? And little Ellie, like three or four years old, goes, oh, I wasn't a king or queen or anything. I helped deliver babies. Oh, and then just walked away. my God. It's like, that uh. type of specificity is like, she called me up. She's like, Tyler, I got to tell you, like, it's yeah. the, new, the new generation. It's starting up. Oh, my like, God. So you're... Oh, that. <laughs> I mean, on the scale of, like, one to creepy, that's, like, a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of, like... For, because, I mean, that's also, like, explainable, you know? Mm. Potentially. Like, mm-hmm. she could have been watching, you know... She could. It could have come from Something anywhere. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but it is... It's, it's also kind of hard, like... But it at the same time, been, it's like you said... But it's hard to explain away that specificity. Very specific, very, like, very definitive. Like, yep. I lived there, I did this... That's not really something that you associate with kids. Exactly. Yeah, you think, like, oh, I was a princess. I was a, you know, and I was a queen. Right, right. That's what Disney would have kids believe. Right, (laughs) yeah, sure. um, You know, the kids seem brave. We get it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I grew up with a lot of ghost stories, too. Like, uh, my family on both sides, my mom's side, but my dad's side especially, We'd sit around and we'd talk ghost stories for hours, like true ghost stories. Uh, like like pers- things personal, from your yeah, personal things, lives. Things that would happen in our personal lives. Um, and again, this was something I didn't realize was uncommon until later in life. So funny. I didn't realize that other families didn't like talk about this. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, you're, your family and the way you grew up is your life experience, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. I think that's, you know, that's the thing that's like... Uh, tripping people up a lot. <laughs> I think just in general, in like culture, we mm-hmm. can't we can't get past the fact that like someone else's experience <laughs> might have been different from ours. And that's why I hate the excuse. Well, that's just how I was raised. It's like, well, you're also smart enough now to see it from many different sides. Right. So like, I don't care. Like, if someone makes a racist remark, like, sorry, like that's just the way I was raised. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. You, like, that's that doesn't. That's excuse on you, you still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't uh, excuse you. You're not, yeah, you're not above that. Yeah. That's not an excuse I anymore. I was born and raised in the South, <laughs> and I uh, certainly hope that I've moved past a lot of those ideals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because, like, you realize, like, oh, there, there's many aspects to life. Yeah, yeah. Not just a singular view. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, that's crazy. But here, like, the kind of, the thing that I'm slowly discovering is that a lot of these stories have common threads and they have recurring themes okay um both worldwide and both like individually like there's a theme in, in uh in in like the paranormal world we'll call it like that spectrum sure. of, like the people who are into this stuff uh-huh um there are certain things that happen across the world to all sorts of people that uh, can't exactly be explained one of them is the doorway phenomenon where is a loved one will appear in a doorway and give you a message and this has happened all over the world to like every type of person Always doorways? It's always in a doorway. Huh. And that part, like, it's... People like to think, like, people associate doorways with, like, portals or, like, entrances from one place to another. Sure. But I don't particularly subscribe to that theory because I feel like people compartmentalize uh, symbolism for their own self in different ways. Mm-hmm. So a doorway for me might be something than a doorway for you. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this gets documented and happens all across the world, and even in, like, isolated cultures, like in, uh, like, tribes in Africa, it'll happen. Huh. Uh, leads me to believe like there is something going on. Like we maybe we don't know what it is yet, but like we can't dismiss the fact that this is a, a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. 
even if the scientific community kind of like scoffs at it, like mm-hmm. you can't turn a blind eye to that. Sure. Um, and like my dad would talk about how his grandfather, when he passed away, would appear to him in the doorway and give him messages about things that would come to pass or things that were going to happen that did happen. Um, like That's when my grandfather, uh, who passed away years ago, he used to talk to us about when he was a little kid, his uh, sister passed away. And the few days before she passed away, he heard someone outside calling her name. And when he looked outside, he saw a deceased relative that was calling for her. And he said, like, what do you need her for? And he said, it's time for her to come with us now. And a few days later, she passed away. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, we, I, I grew up uh, at family gatherings and Christmas times. Like, we'd all just talk about this. Like, it was no big deal. Like, yeah. I had my first ghost experience when I was, like, five or six years old. Which was? Which was, I was laying in bed, and I saw... A shadowy figure uh, with, like, long, dark, um, like, oily hair and, like, uh, unshaven kind of gruff face that's not fully a beard yet and raggedy clothes walked through my door and had, like, gloves on. Um, walked through my door, look at me, hold out its hand straight, almost like it was trying to choke me, walk towards my bed, turn to the wall, and then walk through the wall. And I was fully awake. Like, it wasn't like, I'm almost asleep. I was fully awake. And it walked through the uh, door into my sister's room. Um, or, like, through the closet into my sister's room, like, through the wall. Uh, and I jumped up, and I was just like, I ran to her room, and I was like, did you see that? Did you see that? And she was like, what? No, what? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And uh, that was, like, that's the first one I can remember. Ugh. And, yeah, uh, creepy stuff has been known to happen. And, and again, like, I, I often wonder, like, was I predisposed to believing this stuff just because my family believed it? We talked about it like, as sure. if it were real. Or is it real? And sure. we just don't know quite how to explain it yet. Right. I mean, there was a time when science didn't believe that germs were a thing. Right. Like, sure. Because we didn't, like, we couldn't understand that concept. Yeah. it's uh, It does seem like um, there's, like, a fine line between um, things that we, like, invented to explain something mm-hmm. and um, finding a way to actually explain a phenomenon. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like science, the way I view it is that science explains why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. So just because we haven't figured it out yet doesn't mean that science won't eventually. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with a lot of this stuff, I feel like also a lot of ghost hunting shows are bullshit. <laughs> and I, like, one of my like pipe dreams in life is to be the Gordon Ramsay of ghost hunting shows. That to is go on those so shows funny. and start calling them out and being like, why do you think this will work? Because like, I'm going to go on a, a rain here for a second because I get fired up about this stuff. Please. I've seen all the shows. I wouldn't have like, thought of like <laughs> asking you about this. But I'm really okay. glad we landed on it. Yeah, I... <laughs> I because I I do so much reading about this stuff. Like number one, it's fascinating to me. Uh-huh. I love reading pros and cons, for and against. Like uh-huh. I feel like I have to give myself a balanced view because I can't go to school for this. Like I go to, I could go to an online college and get a, a fake parapsychology degree. Uh-huh. I don't want that. Oh, no. <laughs> like that's been presented to me before. They're just like if you pay three hundred dollars, you can get this degree and you'll be a parapsychologist. And I was and like, like mm, I, no, 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 no. What's the reading list? Like let me read the books on my own. Like let me draw my own conclusions. Sure. That's but so in all funny. these ghost hunting shows, they they make us. I will say this: if you are in the like looking for a really good show, 
about the paranormal and about true life experiences, uh, check out Paranormal Witness on Sci-Fi. Okay. It is incredible because okay. they do it right. They don't focus on the uh, like the scare factor and like we're going to hunt it out and disprove it. They focus. It's a documentary style show where they take people who live through these really crazy like supernatural events and how it affected them emotionally. Okay. And they focus on that. Yeah. Which I think is great because these people are clearly struggling with something. Yeah. Um, and I think that would also be a good, I, I'm sure also another big difference between something like that and something like a, a generic ghost hunting show is that you're probably, the people seem very like normal Yeah. and like just trying to, like you said, work through something and talk about mm-hmm. something as opposed to, I feel like most of the ghost hunter shows are just presented as like, all right, let's get in there oh, and yeah. find oh. this bad boy. Oh. You know, like you yeah. look at the like, people and you're like, you're a parody of yourself. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. Like one thing I do love about paranormal witnesses, like the people who are telling the story, they get to a certain part of the story and they'll just go pale. Oh. Or they'll just start to cry. And you're just like, these people are not messing around. Like, they're not making this stuff up. But this affected them pretty badly. And, like, there's something to be said about that. Uh-huh. But these other ghost hunting shows <laughs> want to make us believe this, oh, uh, God. Like, ghost hunters uh-huh. used to be, like, one of my favorites because they would try and disprove a lot of the stuff. And I was like, that's a cool angle. Yeah, like, We haven't sure. seen that before. Sure. But then that show became a parody of itself. Uh-huh. Then there's ghost adventures with, like, those bros right. who go around trying to cause trouble, Ugh. and it's it makes me furious. <laughs> there's another show called The Haunted Collector. Uh-huh. There's this guy named John Zaffis who goes around and uh, tries to tell people that places aren't haunted, that things are haunted, oh. and that to remove the haunted thing, he has to take that, like, relic out of their house. That's... So it's like an old guy just goes in and just takes, <laughs> like, family heirlooms. <laughs> and I'm like, how does no one stop him? Has no one, like, see it caught him, like, selling these things or something? Well, like, he keeps them in his house, like, under glass. I'm like, how is your house not the most, like, how is glass going to stop this stuff? Right. Like, oh, my God. Haunted collector, and he and he couldn't like have just because he's taking it out of the environment. That's yeah, and is. that's gonna solve it. And like, there is something to be said what about like the psychological that? like value of that. If like sure. if they believe that it's haunted, and maybe that's it's what not. It's associated with, yeah. And like, if they think that that thing is now gone, like maybe they can find peace and live. Like that's, but that's a stretch. Like that psychological, yeah. You know, uh, whatever is a stretch. Um, have you watched any Nathan for you? I have. Okay. Have you seen the um, ghost realtor episode of Nathan I have, for you? Yeah. When she goes off and starts like talking about her own her experience own with a ghost. He's like, yeah. wait, really? Yeah. Like, so they set it up as um, Nathan was going to um, try to convince mm-hmm. this woman to market herself as yep. a ghost realtor. Yeah. Um, so that she like knew a lot about the ghosts that were in the the places that she's yeah. selling. Oh yeah. And then, like, halfway into the uh, ep- the episode, she finds out this woman, like, had a As, personal oh, experience yeah. <laughs> with a ghost. And he, like, loses it. He's he like, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's immediately just it's like, amazing. oh, we have to follow this. Like, I, And yeah. I've listened to an interview with him since then where someone was like, how much of this do you have written in advance? Mm-hmm. And how much of it do you come with? up with like as things unfold and he was like well in that situation we had a bunch of stuff written in advance but when she said it we're like oh <laughs> that's not the way we, we, <laughs> we got a different show 
now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured if you'd seen it, you would have like I, loved, I loved that. I was crying laughing. Yeah, I can't imagine how um, like up your alley that would oh, be. Oh, it was great. It was great. Uh, yeah, that that was that was perfect. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there there are very few shows which which kind of call out the backwards logic and like sure that ghost hunters implore. Sure, I I think uh, it would go hand in hand with the kind of things you were saying about the mm-hmm. the witch in Salem, yeah, like yeah. feeling things out. Feeling things, yeah. yeah. It's just like it's uh, God. So like so here's here's some of the things that drive me like nuts okay. during these shows. <laughs> yes, and like I I and I love haunted <laughs> movies and like you know scary movies, but I will still. Get riled up and scream at the TV That's about their logic. So funny. Uh, like my roommate Sarah Shockey. Shout out Sarah Shockey. Hello, Sarah Shockey. Um, Past guest of the show. Yeah. She talked about She's, Princess Tutu. Oh, she loves Princess Tutu. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll watch these scary movies together, and uh-huh. she loves it when I get riled up because That's it's like so one of the few funny. things that will get me. It's like one of my hot buttons where I'm like, they're just like every haunted or like every. Story about a haunting begins with a house. I'm like, no, it begins with a death. Someone has to die for it to be haunted. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and stuff like that. But like some of my some of the things that I like when I say I want to be the Gordon Ramsay of these shows, like I want to go on these shows and just like scream at these people and punch holes in their theories. (laughs) Not because I'm not a believer, but because like if if. I mean, I'm very much a believer. I just think they're ruining sure. this reputation. Sure. Um, if you want, like, if you want, you are like an academic yes. in the like world of the paranormal. Exactly. Exactly. And like that's the way I try. And I can respect view that. It. Yeah. 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 Um, is it like I don't have the answers? Sure. I, but I'm also not pretending I do. Sure. I would never charge someone money to come into my house with these readers. Sure. And try and get a ghost out of here because all right. Number one, at the top of, like, every ghost hunting show, they say ghosts create, like, cold spots and, like, orbs of light. And they can draw energy from what's around them to manifest. And that's how ghosts manifest. So let's turn off all the lights uh. and then find a ghost. And it's like, how does no one stop them and say, why are we killing all of the power supply that the ghosts would use <laughs> the energy, yeah. to manifest? Like, why, why would that happen? Uh. Because, uh... The Norse and the Irish actually believe that ghosts can only appear in the daytime for that very reason. Interesting. Yeah, and they just overlook that. That's so and funny. And it's like, another thing but is But, like, like, no one would buy ghost things where all the lights are on. It's the same... It's ambiance. It's, it's like it's the same trick. reason when, you, when people watch, like, crime shows. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad is always yelling at the TV, like, why do they all have flashlights? Why don't they just turn the lights on in this place? And, yeah. like, like, CSI and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, what... Thi- it it already happened. Like, yeah, it's already over. Shed some light on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all for feel. It's all for tone. Yeah. Like, and I understand it's TV. Like, in TV's got to get ratings and all this stuff. But like, there's also got to be a level where someone has to stop. Yeah, like Gordon Ramsay and just being like, we need standards. I would think that they would have actual. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like. Uh, people consultants, I mm-hmm. guess. You would think they would have things like that. Yeah, you'd think so, but. I you gotta fill that role. I man. gotta fill that role because I feel like too uh, too much of the time those consultants are like, "How do I make the show appear creepy? Sure. How do I find the creepy things? It's sure. Like that's not the end goal." And uh, like another one of my favorites is like EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, where they capture a spirit voice and they play like it back. White noise. Yeah, like white noise. All that stuff. This is that Kevin Cost. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was Michael Keaton. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um. And I've heard some EVPs that are, like, pretty chilling. 
But even then, I'm still a little bit skeptical because, uh, again, reading about this stuff, our brain does this thing called matrixing where it takes sounds that are kind of familiar and will compartmentalize it in our heads as sounds that we know. Interesting. So we could hear a chair squeaking from a different room, and the echo of that might be picked up on a, uh, a chair. It might sound like someone saying... Yes, I am here, especially if there's subtitles. Uh, you know, like, sure. If you close your eyes and listen, you'd be like, I didn't hear that There's at all. nothing. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like the easiest black and white test. It's like if uh, someone's like, I got an EVP. And Ghost Adventures is, they're the worst on this. The, like, they catch them the all the time. Guys, right? The bro guys, right? Yeah. just like, you come out, like, we're not afraid of you. It's just like, oh, I got this EVP where it says, yeah, I'm right here. And just like, you listen to it, and it's just like, Argh. <laughs> like, that could be anything. It's like they're one of their trucks. Yeah, in the, that could be a truck yeah. passing by on the street. Yeah. That could be like a sewer. Like that could be like That's get so out of here. Stupid. Um, there's also this thing called infrasonic sound. It's like infrared light. So it's like sound that our ears cannot hear, but our okay. bodies can feel. Whoa. It's caused. It's such low end frequencies. Like there's such low end vibrations that they can. Um, there are, it's often caused by like planes flying overhead or mm-hmm. trucks driving by in the street. But mm-hmm. those vibrations can swing doors open. They can knock cups off of uh, sure. tables and stuff. And so, uh, like that's another thing that just gets overlooked. Here's maybe the thing that gets me the most fired up <laughs> is uh, this idea that. Um, well, actually, there are two things that get me, like, like <laughs> really just, like, hold on. <laughs> One of them Gordon is... Gordon just saw yeah. some vermin. Yeah. <laughs> like, come here for a second. Uh, the first one is that um, this idea that they're, the ghost haunting the place has unfinished business. Sure. And that business needs to be solved so they can move to the other side. And typically, it's a gruesome murder. So it's like, why do I have to solve your grisly and gruesome murder right. so, that so that you, you can, can be move fast? Yeah. Like, why do I have to do that? Like, you know who killed you. You were there. Right. Because you That died. is a very, very common, like, yeah. thing and that people just, associate and, with and then, uh And kind of the other side of that is... Whereas you would think that uh, most, like... People should be thinking more in terms of like personal connections with mm-hmm. these, uh, with ghosts and things like that. Yeah, and there's uh, and, and kind of like piggybacking off that, like they'll they're bringing these psychics, um, like on uh, that show Paranormal State. Have you ever seen that with um, uh, Chip Coffee? I've heard of it. Yeah, guy's a lunatic, and I don't care if he hears this. Like I'll I'll debate him. Like put me on a panel against uh, John Zaffis, Chip Coffee, like anyone. I will. I will tear down any argument that you. <laughs> I will tear it down. Uh, Gauntlet thrown. Yeah. <laughs> so they they come in and they're just like, they're like, this spirit needs to move to the other side. We can help them do that by like figuring out what it is that they need. That is a massive leap in logic. We're just supposed to buy. Yeah. So it's like, if we break that down, they're saying, "Yep, ghosts are a real thing." Mm-hmm. Two. So is the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Three, I know what to do to get them there. Yeah. Which is so... That is insane. There is nothing, like, that actually supports any of, any that. of that. Yeah. What happens when we die? Nobody knows. Uh-huh. There's theories upon theories upon theories. No one actually knows. Uh-huh. So for you to come in here uh-huh. for however much you're charging and uh-huh. to say, yep, 
there's an angry ghost here, and I know what to do. I just want to strangle him and be like, you don't know. Yeah. If you claim to be a psychic... I think like, it's so funny. You would have funny. known I would have been here you, waiting for you. That is so funny. Whereas, like, I feel like you're... I feel like somewhere um, some, like, um, atheist is just boiling in a room about that heaven is for real, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and saying, like, basically the same things. Yeah. But it's about this, like, supposedly, like, <laughs> wholesome, like spiritual mm-hmm. journey that this kid went on that we've that us uh, since a book and film has been made out of yeah, and you're yeah. like no way man is the ghost folks that we gotta really be angry about yeah yeah and it's, that's it's like, so it's a, it's, funny it's the weirdest like hot because i don't have many hot button issues like that's right. one of them right but i love reason. that yeah. like why 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 try to tear down heaven is for real kid let's yeah. let's get these i mean that uh, has ghosts. like a, that has like a positive message behind sure. it so it's just like i can understand like yeah like let let people be happy uh-huh. this is like what scares people yeah like, i often hear two people ask why why are ghosts always angry and i say they're not the thing like they're not if you like really read up on this stuff or have experiences like this most ghosts that you like encounter are not angry <laughs> like just like most people are not angry people uh-huh um, like, there are always exceptions to the rules. It's like football players. Yeah. So, you know, most of them are just, like, normal people, but some of them are horrible monsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's no way to, to be, like, you know, to differentiate. But, so, uh, but, like, thinking every house that's haunted has this evil ghost inside of it is to say that, like, every per, like every house you go into, someone in that house is evil. Like, uh, no, no, like, everyone, we're human. Like, that's we're good so sides funny. and bad sides. I've never thought about it like that. And, and people say, like, well, how can we never hear about happy ghosts? I say we hear about them all the time, but people just refer to them as angels. Like, oh, it's just mythology. Sure. It's dogma. It's like, mm. whatever you believe, like, whatever you affiliate spirits. with. Spirits. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's these spirits so and these funny. things. It's just like, they're, it's the same, what I've learned is, like, the same uh, philosophy people use on prayer is kind of, like, with the same philosophy psychics use to like speak with ghosts and that's giving yourself permission to kind of work through a problem like if you ask this idea of god like help me through this you're admitting to yourself that there is a problem that you need help with but you're also giving yourself permission to work through that problem sure so if a psychic comes into a house that they believe is haunted and the people who live there is haunted they're admitting that there's an issue okay and basically i feel like a psychic understands that and whether or not they like legitimately believe they have these powers i think on a subconscious level they're giving themselves permission to work through some sort of issue like whatever you know tense thing they feel in that house it Uh could be like a marriage is falling apart it could be as simple as that sure that they're not willing to admit is like that's where the tension lies that's where the tension lies but they're giving themselves permission to look inside themselves for an answer mm-hmm. and read uh, and find meaning in things that would otherwise have none. Sure. So it's, um, cause there's a really interesting tarot card reader that I know in uh, Massachusetts and she never charges for tarot readings, but she has the most accurate tarot readings I've ever seen. Um, and she believes that like things like this, she says the cards never lie. And I say, but how do you place meaning on something? And she said, well, that's what we do anyways. Yeah. Meaning is what you make it. Yeah. So if you see, a bird in the sky and you believe that's a sign take it as a sign like it's not like believe that like, that's so trust funny. it like it yeah. is what we make it yeah 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 and yeah. so uh it's just kind of like uh i also have a series called the misguided inner light 
And so it's just like, we think this, <laughs> and then reality. we think it's this thing, and so we're going to follow that. But it's just like, really, what we have to do is like kind of correct it and shine it back in ourselves. And so we're, we're, we know that we know the way. We know mm-hmm. the answers already. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have to trust that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so when I see these shows where they're trying to, like, rile up spirits and rile up ghosts... I'm like, no, like, you're, you're going about this wrong. Uh-huh. Like, who knows what ghosts are made of? Like, so with all of your so fancy equipment. So the, like, anger like, thing is the second thing that really uh, bugs you about, people, the, like, this yeah. genre Like, of, angry ghosts. Like, they're out to hurt us, and they want what we have, which is life. It's just like, no, they've lived their life. Like, I'm sure they, they know way more than we do. Like, they're, if, if, if we're under the assumption that there is a ghost. Right. We have to also uh, be under the assumption. I read this great book uh, called The Case for Ghosts that was written by um, a doctor. Uh, and he was saying that um, if we're going on the assumption that there are such things as ghosts, it's not the physical body that survives, it's the personality that survives. Sure. Um, and that's what actually manifests. And so if you had a playful person, you're going to have a playful, like, spirit. Yeah. Uh, if you had a grumpy person, you're going to have, like, a grumpy spirit. Like, that type of energy never really leaves. Uh-huh. Uh, I love that. And uh, it's it's a really, it's very, yeah, it's interesting it's like to think Harry about Potter. it. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. The, all the, the ghosts that lived mm-hmm. in the in Hogwarts all had, yeah. like, different personalities. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's the personality that lives on. It's not, it's not the physical self. Um, so do you find, so you're, when you, you write, <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. supernatural um, based things in general... I do, yeah. So I love writing ghost stories, and I love writing. I love adding that stuff into like whatever I write. Um, and part of the reason I got hired to write romance novels was because uh, I do have such a background in this. And there's this crazy market, excuse <laughs> me, for paranormal okay. erotic fiction. Uh-huh. It is a hot seller. I could not tell you why, but for whatever reason. People on Amazon eat it up. That's so funny. And that's what originally got me hired to uh, to write these <laughs> Because you novels. had, like, a background in Because I have such a paranormal. history uh, with the paranormal, and I can explain it in ways that are different from the norm, but don't, that can fall into the, the kind of standard buckets that people know, but I'll push it just outside of that's it. That's so cool. I had no so, idea. I, I mean, I knew you were interested mm. in the paranormal and, like, um, did, you know knew enough to be able to kind of write about it, but the yeah. idea that you're like, like like I said, like kind of like an <laughs> academic uh-huh. to really be able to actually like imbue the stuff that you write <laughs> with that is so funny. It's so great. It is I funny. And that. like I love throwing in, because I love throwing in like my angry rants in the books and stuff too. Like if there's, sure. uh, like one of my favorite and things so it's to like, put in. I think there's a ghost here and it's angry and it's, there's another character that's just like, no way, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> no way it couldn't be. Um, <laughs> Like sometimes, like I'll find a character that's just like me that's in like in the story. That's so That'll funny. be like, um, the ghost didn't talk to any of like the ghost hunters that we brought over. I'd be like, yeah, would if they came into your house and you didn't know who they were, would you talk to them? Sure, I wouldn't. Sure, <laughs> I'd hide too. That's so funny. Like you look at some of these yahoos that go on the shows and the houses, and you're just like, I I wouldn't talk to this guy. Right. <laughs> like, get out. Like. Right. I'm not. No one's home. Yeah, yeah. Like, They're gone. Good. Do right. you really think like a camera crew yeah, and a exactly. bunch of like extra activities surrounding something is really gonna? I didn't know TV shows, so they have to have catering. Like, sure. They have to have, like all the stuff right. that no one sees. But yeah, there's uh, got to be so much stuff around. There's got to be so much stuff. There's also got to be, uh, and this is one thing I wrote into a, a book that uh, a reader 
thought was really funny online, um, again, an erotic <laughs> paranormal book, <laughs> was that when these ghost hunting shows get announced, it gets announced to the town, so the town knows that it's happening. But because of that, they also have to hire extra security so people from the town don't sneak in and mess with the investigation. Oh, sure. Um, so they don't have kids, like, banging on the windows. They don't have, sure, like, sure, people, sure. like, hiding in the house ahead of time. Um, so there's legitimately, like, not someone there that could jump out and hurt them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, and, like, that's, again, something that we never see. It's, like, they're, they're beyond safe right. in these settings. But they want to make it feel like they're very vulnerable. But they're uh-huh. not. That's um, so funny. But it's just, like, that's when the ghosts in my books appear is, like, when everyone's gone home and, like, no one else can see. It's, like, that's when this loving ghost comes out and it's just, like, <laughs> no one treats you the way that you deserve to be treated. <laughs> you know? That is so um, great. <laughs> I, it, it must be something to do with, like, the idea of, like, eternal life and, like, eternal love that these middle-aged housewives. Turns people onto it. Just yeah. love. And, yeah, yeah, eternal life, eternal love, like, the idea that, uh, you know... Other romantic ideals have mm. been like trotted out in oh, about yeah, as yeah, many yeah. ways. Like everyone's read one. If you've read one Nicholas Sparks book, you've you read, read them all. all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a big twist somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Someone's probably dying. Like exactly. And <laughs> there's then, an unlikely romance. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, uh, and it's fun for me to write this stuff because I giggle like when I write most of this. Stuff. I can imagine. It's, it's so funny and like. I can't imagine. There have been times when I've written a book and I've sent it into the editor, and the editor will send it back saying, "This is actually too smart. You need to water this down." I feel. I feel like I remember you yeah. telling me that at some point. Yeah. Uh, because I'd add twists and I'd add turns in it, and he'd be like, "Let's not forget, this is about like witches fucking." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I lost sight of that. You're right. Like you're right. Uh, and. And that, like that piece in of the advice. End, is, I'm gonna need more witch fucking. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in the end, like that has always stuck with me. Of just like if I think it's becoming too complex, I'm like, nope. I need easy storylines, easy plots to follow, easy characters to follow. I'll insert my own little philosophy and ideals here and there. Sure, I love whole. that you've actually like written Ghost Hunters into your book. Oh, oh yeah, That's I love so it. I love funny. it. I mean, and people give me ideas all the time. Like I'm, I'm always open for suggestions. Like people just like. Uh, Tyler, here's an idea. Like, ghost hunters go into a house and they find a horny ghost. I'm like, done. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and so it'll be like, ghost hunters go in and like, you know, there's like a threesome with a ghost that happens. Like, That's so funny. All right, listeners. You heard the man. That's if right. You, if you got fun um, paranormal romance novel ideas, send him his way. Get at me. And uh, <laughs> I'll reveal my author name. And let you know, like, when those books go live, it's a combined for 99 cents yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Um, but, yeah, but, uh, the funny, the reason I got into that, too, was uh, kind of swinging back full circle about everything was that um, the book that I actually have coming out under my real name, Dark Satellite. I was just about to ask, yeah. yeah. Um, so... That book is loosely based on nightmares that I've had. I say it's loosely based on nightmares, but heavily influenced by because it's obviously a full-length novel. And even though I have semi-dreamed like full-length novels before, this I has taken some of the worst ones I've had over the years. Um, and the erotic stuff came from uh, a chapter being read by that book, 
and then being like, you seem to know a lot about this stuff. Like, oh, would you want to cool. like, have a crack at it? And wow. I said, hilarious, yes. So you were like already sending that book out to publishers yeah. when that got offered to you? So wow, I was out, that's yeah. really cool. And it was one of those like weird opportunities that happened because I was pursuing this other opportunity. Right. The side project came up that I found was so much fun that I couldn't say no to. And yeah. I was and getting like, paid for it. Right. And, uh, why not? Why not? You know, you're getting, you're mm-hmm. building chops as a writer. Mm-hmm. You're building this weird niche audience yeah, exactly. under a pen name. Uh, and so, yeah, so they read they read a chapter and they um, they offered it to me. Um, it was something. It was, they were like, well, we'll start you out. At, like, we'll just give you $50 flat rate. And I was like, that's great. Like, that's more than I made by like, writing other stuff. Yeah. And I did it and they loved it and... I got hired to do another one, and then, like, uh, that became a trilogy. And then they basically said, like, you have carte blanche, and here's what we'll do. We'll uh, kind of give you the keys to the kingdom. Like, here's the Amazon account. You can just take it yeah, over. Yeah, I kind of whatever you want. Right. Um, which has been fun. But now, but, like. It's totally up to you it's as totally up to, to me. Yeah. what so, you like, want to produce for it. Exactly. And so, like, some of it's still paranormal. Some of it's more um, stretching my writing chops like in that area where it's like some of it's like historical fiction some of it's like cool. uh, ridiculous stories about like a wrestler saving a woman from a mugging and then they fall in love Stop. and he is falls this, in love with her it's yeah. still all under the same pen still name still in though? the same okay. pen yeah yeah but uh, Dark Satellites um, came about also like in a, in a very peculiar way too because uh, I feel like I'm writing all the time and I had this other book that I would written called The King of Cowards about con men that are really trying to disrupt our system of like our way of life uh-huh. and by showing how easy it is to like scam credit card and scam money and all that stuff and huh. defraud people and lie King of and cowards. get you what. Yeah. I love that. It's all based on a card trick called the King of Cowards. Oh, cool. Um, and it, it all goes to explain in the book. And that was what I was really pushing for to get published. Uh-huh. And I was sending it out and sending it out. I kept getting rejection after rejection. And I mean, that's commonplace in the publishing world. Like, sure. you get, like a thousand no's before you get a yes. Sure. And then I saw this company out in the West Coast called Zarme. Shout out Zarme! Uh, <laughs> that they were looking for um, books with kind of a horror sci-fi theme. Sure. And I have been, as a side project, just kind of been documenting a lot of my nightmares. And yeah. Like, seeing, I feel like you would have to yeah. in that, um, you know... Some of them are... Finding yourself in that position. Exactly, yeah. And it's... A lot of these, uh, because they're so vivid, I would have to wake up and I felt like compelled to write them down. And so I had compiled just uh, stories upon stories. And I was trying to see, just kind of for my own creative purposes, if I could string them together for a story. Sure. And create a world where these things were possible. Sure. And I saw that they had a call for stuff like that. And I was like, I guess I do kind of have something like that. And I sent it out to them. I didn't hear anything for like three or four months. And so, like, I assumed they weren't interested. Mm -hmm. And then I got an email back saying, we love this. We want to sign them. Like, we want to sign you and get this book published. Can you have the manuscript done by this date? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Like, totally. That's awesome. So I buckled down, wrote the rest of it, uh, worked with an editor for like nine, ten months of like going through rewrites and drafts and all that stuff, uh, which I found really funny because the book is real dark, real disturbing, and I feel like people have it would have to be it, it very much based is, on and, some uh, of the things that you like mentioned you've had mm-hmm. dreams about. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's like the elevator pitch is it's the it's people living under probably the worst possible conditions, struggling to hold on to their humanity. Wow. Um, so, like, there's a, the main character is a soldier who's fighting in this war um, against 
these satellites that have the ability to manipulate the world around them, like the world around you, and pick up on, because fear is a, a wavelength. And so they can pick up on that wavelength and therefore send wavelengths back to make you see the things you fear the most, thus creating more fear, thus giving them more power. And so the, uh, the soldier... That sounds awful. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It's, I mean, uh, it sounds really cool, <laughs> yeah. but it sounds very scary. It's, it's very scary. It's real dark, real disturbing. Um, but yes, yeah, so the main character, it follows uh, the soldier uh, who's fighting against, like, uh, what was originally the enemies of the satellites. And then it became people started fighting each other. Wow. And then, like, it kind of it just devolved into chaos and people were just, everything was nuts. Uh-huh. And he's been fighting for so long that he kind of forgot why he was fighting. Uh, and his family back home, uh, his kind of, like, spiritual guidance was through his sister. Mm-hmm. And when he uh, was given leave, he went to go live on the city in the sea, which is completely isolated, which was, like, marketed as, like, this is the place where the war cannot reach. Satellites cannot reach us here. And that's where his parents lived. But when he gets there, he realizes that his sister committed suicide, which is not in her character at all. And he realizes there's stuff going on on this island that... Like, people are being lied to. Like, there's a lot more that going on. That has been. That has been. And there's, there's they have, like, yeah. So, Because um, that would be his greatest fear, or one of his bigger fears. There, there's, yeah, there's a, uh, I won't give away kind of how it ends, but there's a lot of stuff that he does fear that he has to face Oof. that is, is kind of nuts. Uh, and there's also, like, characters in it who are living through it. Who all they've known is this landscape of war and, and fear, sure. and how they've adapted, like, adapted to it to not show fear and, and like have semi-normal lives. Um, one of the favorite characters I've ever written, I think, her name is Willow, and she lives on the island, and she's uh, uh, she works in an apothecary, like making potions and stuff to help people deal with their anxieties and fears and uh, things like that. And he meets her, and she has this totally different outlook because she her entire life has been knowing the war Within and nothing it. out. Yeah, yeah. And his hasn't. Um, and she's a really great, like, voice and guiding light. That's cool. Uh, so he kind of rediscovers his humanity that way, and there's a child in it who possesses this kind of uncanny ability to um, take these horrible things and kind of, like, walk right through them. Uh-huh. Because he's a kid, and kids don't fully understand, like, what's happening. So he reconnects with his humanity through her and through this, like, protecting this kid. And essentially kind of uncovering all these like really messed up stuff that are like is happening on the island wow so it's uh, and it's so so in and through that structure you're able to like weave in a bunch of different stories oh, yeah. i would think yep that's cool and so yeah because like that the sounds island, really interesting man thank you and yeah. you said it comes out in like september uh, september 12th yeah ah that's so fucking exciting it is yeah and it's like they uh they released a cover art for it and it looks really great um there's, uh, I'm trying to set up readings at uh, local bookstores, like in the bookseller in Lincoln Square. Yeah. Go down I there love and do, the bookseller. I do, too. They're fantastic. And I think it's just a really great atmosphere. Totally. Um, especially to market myself as a local writer. Sure. Like, they're all about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're definitely, like, community-based. Oh, 100%. I love the bookseller. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to work with them on uh, scheduling a time. I'm trying to go back to the East Coast in, like, in October. Yeah, around that time to do some course. stuff in Salem. How cool would that be? I think it would be great, like over like a Columbus Day weekend or something yeah. like that, just doing some stuff. So full circle. Yeah, to be I, able to be like, I grew up around here, and like, yeah. I'm as into all this stuff as you are. Yep. that's so cool. And because uh, I could there, I also could market myself as a local writer there, and I went mm-hmm. to school at the University of New Hampshire, like put my book on their shelves because like they would love to promote. Oh, like, that's here's a so graduate great, that, man. Uh, who's an English major? He focused on writing, and he's, here's and a now book. here's a published yeah. book of his. That's 
so um, cool. So yeah, so I'm really, really excited about that. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought there was And you said that led to the other one is probably going to get published mm-hmm. as well? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, a different the one than King the King of, of Cowards. Oh, okay, uh, okay. The other one is, is called Banshire, and it's uh, a different format, but it still equally is like kind of... It's got that Tyler touch of like dark and dark and weird. (laughs) Uh, A lot of secrets. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, but it's it's one of the things that uh, I always found funny was that my editor is. um, So the book a lot deals. I mean, I'm not giving anything away here. Like the opening chapter deals with like the murder of a child. Wow. That's how it starts. Wow. Because it has to start that brutal. if that's where it starts, like, you can imagine where it ends. Yeah. But my editor uh, is this really, like, upbeat, great woman. Uh, she's got, like, three young kids. And I always would feel so guilty about she sending was, her like, these just brutal, her. brutal passages of people, like, uh, going through the most horrific stuff. Jeez. And uh, because she's never met me in person, like, we've only communicated via email, I feel like she has a very so different weirdest. idea of yeah. me than I really am. Yeah. I try and tell her all the time, which is like, I'm actually a really happy, like, fun yeah. person. Yeah. And I, I would don't never, think she believes like, me. Yeah. I don't think most people would guess a lot of this about you. Yeah, a lot of people don't. <laughs> find out, they're like, what? You just be like, um, <laughs> these are some videos I made with my uh, comedy band I was in yeah. for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, when I write this dark stuff, like, I feel like people are expecting, like, someone to come in with, like, long black hair. Right. And, like, and a ponytail and, like, a like a raven A, a very, like, like, tortured soul. Yeah, and I come in, like, hey, guys, all right, let's get yeah, this going. that's so Any questions? funny. All right, cool. That's great. Um, so I have to ask, uh, you mentioned earlier that the first ghost experience you had mm-hmm. was this guy who came in, gloves on, hands out. Yeah. Do you have others that you could, like, share? Sure. Yeah, I can Because I, I feel like that's... I can give some uh, some quick ones. Um, the ghost of uh, like my childhood dog TJ Aww. still haunts uh, Maine, and it's never a scary thing. It's always that loving spirit, like the dog who just greets you all the time when you come home. It's like uh, because the walls are so thin and like the floors are so thin, like it's a, it's a cottage. Every time like, there's times when we walk in, and we can like faintly hear like the thump of like a tail on the Aww. ground. We're always just like, oh, it's TJ, like. That's so uh, funny. It's like we call it a happy haunting. Yeah. Um, there was a time uh, about two years ago when uh, my grandmother passed away before I was born. And my grandfather passed away when I was about 17, 18. Um, so I never met my grandmother on that side. But uh, This is your dad's side? It was on my dad's side. And uh, I woke up because they both walked into my room. And I was looking at them as clear as day. And it didn't feel threat. It didn't feel scary at this all. This was before your grandfather passed away or after? This was after. Okay, okay. They both walked into my room and uh, just as if, like, Sarah had walked in my room. Right. Like, it, I wasn't like, oh, what's going on? It was just so natural. And they both walked in and, like, looked at me and I had a conversation with them. It back and forth. It was super natural. And it was super natural. <laughs> But we did. We had this almost like, I don't know how else to describe it aside from the psychic conversation. Like, we didn't speak words aloud. But we had this like dialogue that just went unspoken, which is another like worldwide phenomenon that they say oftentimes happens. And the reason I feel like this was a legitimate experience and I was not asleep was because um, my grandmother, uh, she went by the nickname Gicky. Uh-huh. Uh, she started telling me things that were going to happen that did happen. Uh, and I'll get to that in a sec. But she also said, uh, she's, uh, when they came in, 
I said, it's funny, I'm, I'm writing a book about you. And she said back to me, well, it's not just about me. Oh. She kind of gave me a smile. And I said, well, that's, that's true. It's about the family. And then I, uh, I asked her, what's it like? Implying, like, what's it like to die? Yeah. And she said, I'll put it this way. Everything in the universe uh, is made up of vibrations. And vibrations make up sound and make up song. So everything that you see, everything in the world has its own song. Just make sure you take the time to listen to those songs and everything will make sense. Whoa. And I was like blown away. Because even as like a writer, I don't think I create could create like something that, that profound yeah. and cool sounding. Sure. Um, Especially I, in such a subconscious way. Exactly. Um, and then she said, as they were leaving, my grandfather was just kind of standing there like very quiet and very proud, just kind of like nodding and stuff to whatever she was saying. And uh, as they were like turning to walk out the door again, uh, she said, oh, ask your Aunt Jean about the staircase. And I said, what about the staircase? She said, Jean will understand. And I said, okay. And they left, and I just kind of drifted to sleep as if it were just like a regular conversation. And yeah. it wasn't until the next morning where that shock hit me of like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah. I talked to some ghosts last night. This was nuts. <laughs> and I had this urge to call my Aunt Jean She's older and she has arthritis and stuff, so I just kind of had the urge to call her and just be like, uh, is everything okay? What's the like, deal, yeah. Yeah, what's the deal? I didn't. Uh, and the next day at work, my dad gave me a call. And he's like, hey, do you have a second? And you know, during the day, if a parent calls, it's just like, you, You're Whoa. like, something's wrong. Something's yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. if he starts off, do you have a second? Yeah, I was like, well, what's sure. going on? He's yeah. just like, everything's okay. I just want to tell you, your Aunt Jean fell down the stairs yesterday. Shut For real. Uh... And I said, what? And he was like, yeah, uh, we don't know how it happened. But, uh, she's married to my Uncle Joe, who's a firefighter. And uh, he was like, Joe found her at the bottom of the stairs uh, of, like, the basement. She doesn't remember how she fell. She doesn't remember anything that happened. She just knows that uh, he found her at the bottom of the staircase. And, like, all sorts of things are going off in my head. I was yeah. just like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, Dad, I... I don't want to make you emotional, like super emotional, because I mean these were his parents yeah. that I saw. So I you hadn't like, talked to anybody about I it. I hadn't talked to anybody about it. And I said, Gicking and my grandfather we called him Gaga. So Gicking Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. I was like, they came to me on Monday night and they like I had a conversation with them and he goes, Are you kidding me? And I go, No. Uh, and he goes, Because your cousin Jamie had the same thing happen. No way. And so then I was like, "What and is that?" Um, Jean and Joe's. Uh, it's my. Uh, oh, so it's, it's like even a different, so uh, wow. a different. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's my aunt Ellen, who's my dad. Uh, so there's my dad's the youngest. Then there's Jean, and then there's Ellen, who's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's the youngest by ten years because my grandfather fought in World War Two and then came back. And that's so time. funny. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh, so Ellen, uh, Jamie is Ellen's son, and he's much older than I am. Um, but he's a big, like, Harley dude. Like, rides fixed motorcycles, all that stuff. We got a big, huge tattoo on his shoulder. It was great, awesome storyteller. Uh-huh. But I called him up. He was like, what's up, cuz? And I was just like, hey, uh, I heard... Because we always refer to them... Because it's not the first time that they've shown up as a pair. So we uh-huh. refer to them as the committee. Um, Shut up. That's so and I heard, funny. And I go... Uh, Again, like a weird family thing that we do. Yeah, that, like, no right. Does. Like, who else is just, like, calls up their cousin and is like, yeah. hey, the committee came over. And that's what I said. I said, I heard you got a visit from the committee. And he goes, yeah. And uh, Gicky warned me about Jean and the staircase. And I said, I, the same thing me happened too. to me. And he goes, what did she tell you? 
I said, ask, she said, ask Jean about this, and we started saying it at the exact same time. Ask Jean about the staircase. She'll know she'll what know. I mean. Like she'll know. And we were both like goosebumps and chills. That is. He lives in northern Maine, so we were like miles bizarre. and miles apart. It is. It's crazy. Um, and she said something to him that like really resonated with him about uh, seeing the world through like the way he sees the world on the back of a motorcycle, something like that. Like, I was going to ask if it like, like that. was like, so she, He had this profound thing that she said to him about how he views the world and like how And of he, course yours was about music. It was about music, yeah. And I was like, we were both like, this is crazy. That's and, so um, weird. So that, yeah, that, that was a recent one that was... Uh, oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> that, like, I, don't know, I don't know how to chalk that up because it's like on one hand it could be what's called a hypnagogic hallucination where... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're on the verge of, like, you're mm-hmm. technically awake, but your brain still thinks you're dreaming, so mm-hmm. you could be projecting there all this some, stuff. There are some, it's, like, hypothesized that some writers can write in mm-hmm. the hypnagogic state, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, like, uh, I struggle with it so, because I'm like, there has but to be a But even if, like, what, it's still bizarre it's that still bizarre. both of you would have, have it at it. the same time. Yeah, and that's another thing that runs in the family, that's too. That's still is incredibly uncanny. It's, it's un, unreal. And another thing that runs in the family, too, is we have, uh, we do have dream journals that we keep. Mm-hmm. And we have um, what we in our family refer to as dream sharing, where two people in the same in the family will have the exact same dream on the exact same night, but like hundreds of miles apart, and they'll never know about it until they compare dream journals by some like free coincidence, like years later. Yeah, um, that's bizarre, but, man. Uh, uh, kind of diving a little bit deeper into that, um, if there is a family member that's going to pass away, two people in the family will have a dream that a deceased family member is there holding hands with whoever's about to pass away and then that will happen like that'll come to pass that's happened more than once it's happened a number of like every time you lose a member of your family basically Mm -hmm. god that's got to be really scary to have a dream about what your family dying because you're like well guess like (laughs) such and so is about to die yeah yeah jesus christ and then you have like these realistic dreams a lot Mm -hmm. so I, oh god, that is crazy. And it's uh, it's it is it's nuts. And and I mean, I, I here's here's one thing that I will say though about uh, my, my my studies into the paranormal, my studies into especially my family's history with all this stuff is that they're very quick to talk about the paranormal, but they are not quick to talk about actual issues that are emotional. Interesting. Which is very interesting to me uh, because. They'll talk about ghosts and demons and, you know, whatever for hours and hours and, mm-hmm. like, even, like, aliens and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We bring up the fact, because uh, Gicky passed away. Here's all I know about Gicky is that she loved to sing, is that uh, she had a tendency of, like, throwing cookies from the kitchen at, at you to get your attention, like, giggle. Uh-huh. And that uh, she passed away from colon cancer. That's kind of all I know. Because mm-hmm. that's all anyone Nobody will ever talks talk about. about it. And... To me, that says one of two things. One is that there's something surrounding her death that is they're trying to keep secret, or what, I don't think that's very probable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is that it's too painful for them to talk about. Mm-hmm. So they'll gravitate towards the unknown more than face what is known. Sure. And that creates the ghosts of the things that they cannot face. Sure. Um, 
And so that's why I feel like a lot of times people are haunted by the things that they'll, they'll never come to terms with. Repressed, like, yeah. emotions and um, feelings. So, yeah, so it's a lot of, like, when I do study and dive into the stuff, like, from an academic standpoint, it sure. is taking into, uh, taking into account philosophy and psychology. And, sure. Like, what else was going on in our lives when these things were occurring? Like, was someone going through divorce, a breakup? Was uh, a child being born? Was mm-hmm. this, uh, was a number of things. Like, what could it... What could have spawned this or spurred this? Like, are there connections? Are there uh, similar threads? And sometimes there are, and sometimes it's just not. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of that kind of always swirling and always happening. And, uh, man, I think that's, like, for me, I think it's one of those things where, like I said, I don't enjoy being scared. Mm-hmm. I... So I don't seek out, you know, horror movies or books or anything like that. Um, But I also definitely think that a lot of my aversion is because I do, like, kind of thrive on things that are explainable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... And I definitely, like, shy away from things that I'm like, well, I don't have answers to that, so, like, why even talk about it? But, yep, like, yep. whereas some people are totally the opposite, you know? Yeah. They're like, if we don't have answers, then why aren't we talking about it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that, like, there's <laughs> yeah, someone no, on the no, other side of that. But, like, how could you not? How could you avoid it with mm-hmm. all of your inundation of like yeah. the dream stuff and your dream family it, there's a rich history of it in the family and I said rich like in, in a very like different term it was like as a not like rich like rich chocolate sure 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 or uh but yeah it's been a huge part of my life just for forever yeah and when I really decided to start studying it and stuff like that like I started realizing a lot of different things about family members and about myself and about how I perceive the world and how sure. the world perceives certain I things I would think that would be so like it's enlightening very eye opening yeah. very eye opening uh, still doesn't explain away a lot of the stuff but sure I mean it doesn't have to yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah. and I think I uh, one of the funny things that I like to do that I think is hilarious <laughs> that ex-girlfriends never thought was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Always a great way to start a story. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So they knew that I was really into like ghost stuff, and they they listened to my ghost rants and like my theories and, uh-huh. uh, about all the stuff, and because I had tons, uh, <laughs> and they they'd watch scary movies and they get all freaked out. I'd be like, you shouldn't be freaked out because this would never make sense. Uh huh. Like, and they'd be like, it's a movie, and I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. So like, whenever uh, this girl I dated in college, when she would come visit my dad in Maine. I would always tell her that, like, that it was haunted. But I was like, but don't worry, like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And she would get really, fr- like, really freaked out uh-huh. to the point where she, uh, it wasn't a huge deal, but, like, she'd, like, sneak into my room to crawl into my bed because, like, it was kind of a romantic thing, but also <laughs> she was pretty freaked out. Yeah, 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 sure. And uh, I used to do the, <laughs> she would hate it, and I would get, you know, oh, so- awful <laughs> slapped like deservedly so right is that like right on the cusp of like when she's you know when you're that close to something you kind of feel the heartbeat i feel it slowing sure. down yeah you could tell when someone's falling asleep next to you for sure i'd sit up a little bit and i'd look around real quietly i feel a heartbeat start to race and oh. i go no i just lay back down oh, i wouldn't say anything so to mean. <laughs> i wouldn't say anything and then she'd be what what was it? I'm just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's fine. She's like, no, no, tell me. Did you see something with something there? Oh, my God. Like, tell me about it. And I go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because 
Whatever it is, it's probably just here for me. Oh, that is like, so mean. Smack, smack. Like, don't do my question. so mean. And obviously, I never felt anything ever saw anything. Right, like, right, right. It would just kill me, and I'd love it, and I'd laugh. And, you know, even in Chicago, like, the girls I've dated, like, they'll go into the bathroom. Because uh, I feel like you're familiar with our apartment. You know, uh-huh. like, there's a doorway from the hall that hits the bathroom, but there's also a doorway in my room that goes directly into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, people who are scared easily that I've dated, uh, the girls will go into the bathroom um, for whatever reason, and I'd like scratch on the door a little oh. bit, and they'd, they'd freak out, and like I'd jog, like jog to the other side of my right. room to be like, "What's up? Yeah, like, are you okay? Right, right. They'd be like, "You didn't just hear that?" I'd be like, "Hear what?" <laughs> so and, and, like, mean. Oh, I would it's terrible. hate that. I would hate that so much. <laughs> Uh, I don't even, I get into arguments, well, not arguments, that's mm-hmm. that's too strong of a word. I will, like, do react similarly when my boyfriend will tickle me because he knows I hate it, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, please don't. And, like, it always, he always does it if I say something, like, to, like, jab at him yep. or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. He'll just reach over and start tickling <laughs> me, and I'm like, no, not fair, I hate this. But it's uh, like, that's also the first rule of comedy, you know, it gets to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like Ex- that's what it is. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. It's like if I do something that he's like, ooh, then like he knows the best way that he can get back at me is <laughs> just, just immediately start tickling like me and I like punch him and Yeah, yeah. We have a great relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I um Yeah, like I know a lot of times like uh going to bed I'll start I'll start in with some theory. Just, just because uh, I know that, like, I'll know worst. it scares them. That is the worst. And I'll be worst. like, here's. I, I, would hate this I was so like, much. here's how I know ghosts are probable, uh-huh. but they haven't proven yet. I was like, because space is infinite. There's always infinite above us, below us, in front of us, behind us. Space is infinite. Time is also infinite, but we, as our species, can only experience it linearly. Mm-hmm. But time is malleable because time is also infinite. Therefore, it exists in front of us, behind us, to the sides of us, and all that stuff. So in order to experience these things, we have to have a part of us that is infinite as well. Uh, The past had to have happened, otherwise we wouldn't be here. The future will happen because of what we're doing today. Like, we are part of the infinite. Mm -hmm. So there has to be something of us that lives on that connects on that infinite plane that is not human. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, and those are ghosts. Good night. (laughs) <laughs> or, or like I, the, I love that though like that's really interesting that's definitely more like along the academic yeah, there, side there has to be something a, a part of us like like how poets describe a soul or a spirit that, sure. that lives within the grams. infinite yeah, 21 grams like <laughs> yeah. noetic science uh, is yeah. trying to prove this stuff and it's, it's fascinating um, you know it's just like that's why I want to live a happy life because you don't you're gonna be a pissed off you're ghost. Be the worst. And I heard a story recently. Uh, I heard a story recently that um, in uh, New Orleans they were giving a tour. Uh, it was again Sarah Shockey was telling me the story. Shout out Sarah Shockey. Yeah, Shockey. Uh, was telling me that uh, one of her friends took a, a ghost tour in New Orleans, and someone threw themselves off a balcony to haunt a hospital. Like specifically, that was their purpose, and it worked. Oh they my became a God. ghost and the tour guide was just like you millennials think you can just become ghosts that's so funny and I was like what a paradigm shift of like even though 
a lot of people don't believe. It's it's funny because like a lot of people don't believe in ghosts, but almost everybody has an experience at some point in their life that they can't explain, mm-hmm. and it's so commonly believed now mm-hmm. that uh, and like ghost culture is is a pretty big business nowadays mm-hmm. uh, that they. Uh, <laughs> that people are now thinking, oh, I'll just throw myself off this building to be a ghost so I can just inhabit this place forever. That is And then, like, hilarious. reports, like, pictures start arising of, like, this ghost. It's just like... <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that nutty? Um, okay. I feel like we've danced around this a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I'd love to hear you put a button on how you feel like uh, your knowledge of and experiences with mm-hmm. ghosts and other aspects of the paranormal have influenced you both creatively and your life in general. Yeah, I think for me because uh, I've learned, uh, through it I've learned to be very, uh, I'm not a very religious person, but I consider myself very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> um, but through that, like, I, I do feel energies like I know that's, that's kind of like hippie-ish but like mm-hmm. you walk into a room and if two people have just been like screaming at each other like you can feel that oh yeah, yeah. for sure for sure and it's just yeah. like I think being more in tune with that helps and I feel like being really in tune with uh, that helps with music um, and writing because I get to be uh, it allows me to think about things in a very different way than what's kind of the accepted norm and the accepted standard sure so like researching things about the paranormal and about ghosts and stuff has allowed me to think about uh, any subject from multiple different angles. So I'm not kind of taking things head on and even like when it comes to like problem solving it's just like it's never like a one, two, three it's always just like there are multiple factors. Mm-hmm. How can I see as many factors as possible? Mm-hmm. How can I take those things and create something with those? Like if I know if Hollywood has built ghosts to be this way I know that in order to gain an audience's trust, I have to play off of those things, but then slowly start changing it to change their beliefs and, sure. and like throw twists and things like that. And like I feel like a lot of that comes uh, shines in my writing, where I'll take uh, just d- or viewpoints that make sense that people don't wouldn't consider normally, mm-hmm. and expand on those ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and with music, it's it's a lot of like. Uh, and in studying things uh, with ghosts and the paranormal, it's really pushing myself because there's no one that can really be a teacher of these things. Because even like teachers, I, I'm a little weary of. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting your yeah, online get degree yeah, in like, paranormal science. You know, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. And because it's it's hard to find people that a teacher that might be as open minded because mm-hmm. like they're either 100 percent yeah it's a thing or 100 percent nope not a thing yeah. So it's, I kind of have to be my own teacher. I mean, I feel like that's that can be that's an issue where religion is concerned as well. I mm-hmm. think. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to go back to the not yeah. necessarily religious but spiritual, I feel like no one's really. I feel like it's hard to find religious leaders who are willing to exist in that kind of like agnostic that realm capacity. Yeah. And so I think that that self-drive to, to kind of learn and to push myself mm-hmm. to learn more and really become vulnerable about who I am and become vulnerable about who, like, my family is mm-hmm. and maybe see things about themselves that maybe they can't necessarily see that I can't necessarily tell them. Mm-hmm. But just understanding that, like, those things about them, that push and that drive carries over into my artistic life. Sure. Where I'm trying to push 
harder and push the boundaries a little bit, like with uh, with Shakti stuff, like create music that'll is not the norm, or like create uh, even with writing music outside of that, like do things that push me to go a step further than like than where I thought would then where I thought I could go, mm-hmm. I guess. And a lot of that does come from uh, having this, I feel like, unique background and being so in tune with this wild and crazy things. I feel like I can channel that. Yeah. And be in tune with music, be in tune with writing, and being in tune with uh, Listening to the vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is, and sometimes it's, it's that easy. Like, sometimes uh, people are always like, how do you write songs? And I'm like, sometimes I wake up and there's just a melody in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. I don't know how to explain it. It's sure. There. Yeah. I just got to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, to, to, to wrap it up in a nice little bow, it's just that, that quest for the unknown, uh, the answers for that unknown has led me creatively into places I never thought could exist. That's awesome. And, like, that's what gives me hope. That, yeah. Like, that's kind of what always keeps me going. Is sure. Like, no matter what I discover, it's going to be cool. Yeah. As long as I keep looking. Like, I had no idea I was going to, like, write romance novels. I had no idea I was even going to get published. Like, that was always a goal of mine. But through those things, because I never stopped pushing, never did that, like, all these opportunities come up. So it's just that that quest for the unknown creates opportunities for what becomes the known. Yeah. And to me, like, that's always so exciting. That's really, really cool. I really appreciate that. And uh, nice. this has been like, <laughs> fascinating. Oh, thank you. And, and like I've said a couple of times, just like totally different from my <laughs> own experience. Yeah. I'm such a like safe little scaredy girl. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned and gleaned so much from this. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, and I'm uh, glad that... Uh, my drunken Facebook message of like, hey, put me on your yeah. show. <laughs> was like, get this creep out of here. No, I mean, and that was the other thing. was like, we had talked about it before. It's not like mm. it was just totally <laughs> out of the blue. Um, uh, I, sometimes I just need like a reassurance that my request to someone mm. wouldn't be like totally, who the fuck is this? Why right. does she want yeah. me to give her some of my time? <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, Tyler. absolutely. I love you and I mean that. Oh, Mary Beth, you're the best. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.